Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hey guys, welcome. <laughs> we are a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. I'm Bridget. And I'm Lindsay. And we are joined again by Jane. Hi. Hello. Or oh, hello. <laughs> so you look like you had to you had to think about that. Well, you you went about it differently than I was expecting because I was going to go with Sorry. the the oh hello, you know, like John I'm Mulaney so and Nick Kroll. But then it's fine. I got it in there. Oh my it's gosh. good. We're good. <laughs> my favorite brochure. So yes. Of all time. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, this time we're doing Scarlet. We're continuing yes. on with the Lunar Chronicles. And Lindsay is going to take over with the summary. Yeah. And we will cast and sort per usual. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, right. opening question. Mm-hmm. So what's your favorite Star Wars that is not... What's your favorite Star Wars? What's your favorite Star Wars that's not sci-fi? I mean, we can answer that question too. But what's your favorite sci-fi that's not that Star is Wars. not Star Wars? Because right off would, the bat, we would all say Star Wars. Star Wars yeah. is the ultimate. We're not, yeah. not going to lie. Um, so Jane, what's your favorite? I was just sci-fi? gonna say, Pip, take it away. <laughs> Fifth Element, I love it Ooh. with all of my heart. I would, I could yes. watch that as such a good like, one every single day, like six times a day, and never right? get tired of it. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that because we actually have a dog at work named Corbin for, <gasps> for that movie, yes. and every time I see him, I'm just like Corbin Multipass. Corbin, Dallas? <laughs> Corbin Dallas I multi-pass. met a dog yesterday named uh, Lilu, and I said like oh, Multipass yeah. Lilu, and she was like, "Yeah, so." So cute. Yeah. My other doggy daycare in San Francisco, there was a dog named Lilu. And when she came in, I was like, is she named after Fifth Element? And the parent's face like lit up. Aww. He's like, no one ever gets it. He's like, no one ever knows. And I was like, oh, no, I love that movie. <laughs> it was adorable. It's such a good oh movie. Oh, my gosh. I saw that at the Castro Theater, actually. I just remembered. Yeah, they really? they showed it like on the original film, too. So it was like nice. all grainy oh, and I beautiful. I miss it so much. <laughs> It's such a classic movie, though. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's like part of my childhood. Right. Like if I had to pick movies, that would be in there. Ingrained. I didn't yeah. see it until college. Whenever it's playing though. on TV, my parents would just like play it. It'd be playing all day. <laughs> yes. Amazing. Oh, no. I saw it when I was little. Yep. It was one of those TNT movies that just played always. Oh, yeah. At least once a year. <laughs> this. Yeah. I didn't see it till college because I didn't have TV. So I was a <laughs> oh, little yeah, late kinda... to the game. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. You guys Aww. both were like, you immersed me in so many things. You were just like, okay, here's an entire That's list. What we're here for. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I appreciate I guess it. I'll go. Yeah. So Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Nice. Ooh, that's such a good one. Arguably one of the best animes ever honestly and it's gonna be a live action soon <gasps> i did not know this quite what? excited wait is yeah, there casting it yeah they actually casted um he's in uh star trek i casted him yes. justin cho i think yes okay in my not my defense but i haven't fin. i've just i think i've only seen like a few episodes but i'm super i love it yeah I have it. It's fine. So I have it on DVD. I do too. The whole series. Um, I just don't have the movie on DVD. I have. Uh, Katrina got it for me for Christmas. Nice. Yes, I saw it's it. A good one. I really it's liked it. from what I've seen. It's insanely good. When's it <laughs> set to come out? Like soonish? Um, well, I don't know. Yeah, Justin Cho. They. That one. 
I don't know if they filmed it. I think he got injured or he got sick. Oh, no. Oh, so no. they had to pause filming. Is he playing Spike? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I know. Isn't he so good? Yes. And oh, so just like, excited. thank you for casting an Asian actor. Yes. I do not know who else is cast Finally. for everyone else. But I need to know yeah. who's playing Jet. It's going to be. And it's Netflix, Ooh. I believe. Ooh. So Netflix is either like hit or miss. So I'm hoping right. it's a hit. I mean, they've been hitting it pretty hard recently. So Yeah. But yes, I love I love the anime, yeah. the music, the fucking opening is enough to like sell anybody. Honestly, it's such yeah. a good opening. It's like full sixties James Bond, and I love it so much. Yes, right? yes. Okay, Lindsay, yours. Mine would be also on Netflix, but um, The Age of Ultron. Yes, yes. so I good. Love that cartoon. All the babies. In space. Yes. I, I mean, basically. basically yeah. space, but I love all my boys and my princess. And oh, it's so, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got to rewatch that. I started it and then I got really far in. And then I had to catch up on the season. Or like, I had to wait. And then I forgot to watch the next season. So what's... It's just really funny because um, I have a blue car. And we always say that I'm Lance. And then Bridget has a red car. Yes. And we always say that she's Keith. And I'm like, this is perfect. Well, it's accurate. <laughs> yeah. As we do. There's no <laughs> way you're not those characters. <laughs> we always pick our characters, honestly. Um, I mean, usually there's like a doofy one. That would be me. And there's always like a brooding one. And that would be pretty uh-huh. Yeah. And you, like the grumpy one is typically right. me. And the, the two, the two crazy ones that are off to the side. Yeah, that's you guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. I would definitely, if, if I was with Jane, I would be, um, what's his name? You'd be Pidge and I'd be Hunk. <laughs> oh my gosh. His name is not Justin Cho, it's John Cho. I'm fucking stupid. I'm like, it's not. I don't think it is. That's okay. John Cho. <laughs> you got there eventually. It's fine. So editing right. backwards on our Cinder episode, I don't know why I, I put Justin for him. but Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it happens. Okay. The world knows. Yeah. Okay. Should we get into Scarlet? Yay. Yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, this is easily my favorite book of the series because you meet two of my favorite boys mm-hmm. and i'm so excited Ugh. and you meet my favorite girl and then my second favorite girl is in the next one yes i love all the girls <laughs> i can't pick they're all so wonderful oh. i can use cinder's my favorite of course i mean I there's no question <laughs> like you are scarlet but your favorite is cinder like oh <laughs> i can see you as scarlet interesting just mm. just mad and like you would take control I relate to Chris on a personal level <laughs> you would take control of situations that come into Listen. play later <laughs> yeah that's literally yeah all right <laughs> shall we get started yeah yes. okay so we kind of cast everyone pretty pretty early on so but i'm excited Huzzah. anyways all right so Scarlet starts right off with meeting Scarlet, <laughs> and uh, the opening page is literally like her getting a call from a police that says that the missing person's case involving her grandmother has been closed due to lack of ele- evidence. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like opens you up to exactly what's happening, and so right off the bat, we're just going to cast Scarlet, and I'm going to give you a little bit about Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Um, Scarlet Benoit is an 18-year-old living on her grandmother's farm in Rieu, France. Scarlet is said to be five, five foot six inches tall. She has big brown eyes, full lips, curly, unruly ginger hair mm-hmm. that goes down to her mid-back, and lots of freckles all over her face. She usually wears a red hoodie with a black tank top underneath, 
torn jeans and tennis shoes the red hoodie was given to her by her grandmother and clashes with her red hair which is part of the reason why she likes it so much <laughs> so yes that is scarlet so much. shall we cast her yes <laughs> i love her all right who wants to go first um i'll go so i casted emma mackey Ooh, let me send a picture to jane she is in mm, sex education Oh yes, yeah. I forgot oh, about I her. I love her. Mm-hmm. She's and the ace I, one, right? She's British. No, no, not the ace one. I was seeing the ace one. She, she does kind of look like her. She they but, look very um, similar. Yeah, she. I don't know. Her character in Sex Education is very Scarlet esque. Just kind of the rebel. Doesn't give a shit what people say. She's very like blunt. Nice. And I haven't seen it. So she gave me mega Scarlet vibes. Yeah. She was just kind of the first person that came to my brain nice and obviously she'd have to dye her hair because i think she's a brunette normally hmm. so yes excellent that's my scarlet i like it a lot mm-hmm. pippin i chose um joey king i haven't seen her in anything but she's like aesthetically like very good i uh, she, oh, she make it cute. Scarlet. i can see her being like the, she's in the kissing with, booth ah. yeah yeah the conjuring um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that too. <laughs> She's the one with the little haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she definitely hits the full lips part. Yes. So. Excellent. Yeah. I like her a lot. Aesthetically, really I can see her being a good fit. Also, I I just forgot that I, I've, I had a red hoodie for a long time and I wasn't wearing it. And then I read Scarlet and then I wore it all the time because I was like, Scarlet's amazing. I have a red hoodie. I'm wearing it in honor of Scarlet. <laughs> Fully forgot I did that. <laughs> Till just now. But also, like, who wouldn't? Okay, sorry. Who'd you cast, Lindsay? Okay, so I casted Aaron Kellyman, who is in, was in the um, new <gasps> Ooh. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh. And she was also in um, Solo. Oh, wow. She, like, yes. totally fits. Right? Freckles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And she's biracial, so. I love Ooh. it. Oh, she is in Solo. Yeah, she's yeah, in Solo. I thought she was so cool. Right? She's, oh. like, the masked character, and you find out later that it's, like, a little girl. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. Yes. Yes, that's who, to me, I was, like, when I was reading this, I was watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, and I was mm-hmm. just, like, hmm, she's got red hair, and she's a natural redhead, so I was, like, oh. mm, perfection. Yes. So yes, I love it. Wow. That is my Scarlet Benoit. Cool. All right. I love it. Oh. So, as I said, uh, Scarlet's grandmother, Michelle Benoit, has gone missing. Scarlet is worried and determined to find out what happened to her. While the police think Michelle left on her own, Scarlet knows her grandmother wouldn't do that. But while she's been missing, Scarlet has been keeping up the farm and making her deliveries. Um. So basically, she's, well... The cops tell her that she ran away. Like, they found her ID chip. It was cut out. It was left in her room, which mm-hmm. is, like, a huge sign of, A, someone leaving then doesn't want to be followed. So, to the cops, they're very much like, listen, Scarlet, like, she left. Like, she just, she ran away, you know. Um, the but whole she... town kind of knows her as, like, the the town, not loony, but kind of, like, the ditzy old woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, it's kind of like she's losing her mind a little bit. <laughs> like, so crazy old Murray. just telling her, like... Yeah, pretty much, like, quite literally. So everyone's just kind of telling her, like, no, dude, your grandma just left. And Scarlett's like, you don't know my grandmother. There's no way she just left. Like, there's definitely something going on here. And so it's kind of like 
the opening like tension is just her kind of being like she's pissed because no one's listening to her and mm-hmm. no one's like helping her out while everyone's kind of like giving up on the fact that like your grandma's been missing i think it's for like a week or a week and a half already at this point i think yeah. it's like so yeah. it's just like like two or three weeks i can't really remember um but yes so since we don't really actually meet michelle benoit in the book until like literally five pages before she dies I figured <laughs> we would cast her now. <laughs> well, Spoilers. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, you've already read this book, hopefully. But anyways, yes. Yeah. Surprise. Um, so I figured we'd cast her now. So I do have like a little description of her because she does get talked a lot, talked about a lot through mm-hmm. Scarlet. There's a lot of flashbacks and stuff. So I figured we'd cast her now while she's still like fresh and, you know, alive. So. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> about Michelle. She's a 70-year-old woman with pale skin, brown eyes, and gray hair. Though she is known and loved by all in Ryu, she is also known to being a bit of a loon and is a hushly called the town crazy lady. She was also a former pilot in the Air Force? Yes. <laughs> in the Earthen Air Force. Yeah, European Union. Thank you. Welcome. Bless. Yes. So yeah, I thought we would cast Michelle Benoit. <laughs> Would you like to go first? Sure. I I casted Jessica Lang. Yes. From American Horror Stories. I like her a lot. She's also in Big Fish. (gasps) I forgot she's in Big Fish. She's actually who my sister was named after. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I remember Mm -hmm. telling us that. Yeah, my mom saw her in a movie and was like, she is such a beautiful woman. That's my kid's name. (laughs) As parents do. Picking names. But yeah, she just... I was named after a man. Came to my no. head when... <laughs> like, I was trying to think of an elderly, not so elderly lady. Mm-hmm. Like, one that could definitely hold a pistol and kick some ass if she had to. Right. So, Jessica Lang. Oh, yeah. Yep. Jessica yeah. definitely fits Thousand percent. She looks a little scary. But <laughs> she could I mean, be. But, like, as she know. should. Yeah, she I was know. an Air Force pilot. Like, she runs yeah. her farm on her own. Like... Yeah. She harbored a princess. Mm. <laughs> She'd have yeah. to be a badass. So that's my Michelle Benoit. I, I love her. <laughs> yes. Queen. Pippin. Okay, so actually, part, okay, kind of two. <laughs> one is literally impossible because she died. Um, but the first one is B. Arthur. This was Katrina's idea because she actually was in the military. She played, um, she was one of the Golden Girls. I forget which one. Um, so she's like, genuinely a badass lady and then the other one was our queen helen mirren she's my actual ah uh, yes our my actual casting because <laughs> i love her and sh- her in red i just want more of that i just want more of yeah. helen mirren being a badass holding the gun in like this marvelous fur coat i would love it if we got flashbacks of them because we don't get a whole lot of oh that'd be fun of them like mainly like scarlet talking about her Mm -hmm. flashbacks yeah (laughs) baby scarlet (laughs) oh little baby scarlet yeah she's much too old (laughs) now (laughs) oh what's her name i I forget b arthur Mm. yeah she was in she died so but Helen Mirren, dr- yes. Yes, Helen yes. Mirren, a thousand percent. But yeah. You could cast Helen Mirren in anything. She could play Kai. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> she really could. She honestly she could. Like Kai, Contorin, and Lavana at the yeah. same time. <laughs> and she'd be amazing. Cast her as Lavana. <laughs> honestly, she'd be amazing though, Lavana. I would, I, yes. Just mm. have Helen Mirren in everything, please. 
Honestly. She's a goddess, and I love her. <laughs> All right. So my Michelle, since Erin Kellyman is biracial, I decided to make Michelle a black woman, <gasps> and her name oh. is Loretta Loretta Devine. Loretta Devine. I'm not entirely sure, but absolutely love her. Wait, what? I know her. What is she in? She is in. Hold on, I have notes. The two things I have her down. She's in Grey's Anatomy, and then she's also in um, Sarah Bridges. Oh. On Netflix, she plays the teacher. Okay, I. She I has a great voice. Right. Yeah. She has a <laughs> yeah, really like adorable voice. Oh. And I just love her very much. Yay! Cool. Yeah. Huzzah! Keep it diverse. I love it. Mm-hmm. Right. I tried to do that, but also like Helen Mirren. <laughs> Can't not. <laughs> I just couldn't. Helen That's okay. In this I'm house, saying, we stand. Helen. We stand. Her I just so had a much. reason to do it because since Aaron Kellyman is biracial, I was like, well, yeah. one of them would have to be right. black. So mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to make Michelle Benoit. So, yes. Yes. Oh, a lot of fun. All right. So while delivering produce to a local tavern, Scarlett is greeted by her friend Emily, who is so excited because the shy and quiet street fighter is back <laughs> while waiting for the tavern owner to get her payment. Scarlett is tasked with taking the street fighter his food, <laughs> where they share a cute exchange about tomatoes. The <laughs> most adorable. Oh, <laughs> fucking, fucking tomatoes. Um, they are sadly interrupted by a local as he mocks the footage on the net screen of a cyborg girl, which yeah. we know is Cinder, and it's the... Like, the news footage that just keeps replaying, that's her falling down the stairs, losing her foot after her attempt to kill Lavana. <laughs> Scarlet, pissed off at the world, like, pretty much stands up for the cyborg girl, and which causes a fight to break out in the tavern. Um, one lady screams out that she's a lunar and that she should be executed, and Scarlet comes to her defense saying, like, she's only 16. Like, what are you saying? Like, this poor mm-hmm. girl, like, leave her alone. And basically, the whole town gets riled up because she's, like, a lunar supporter, and... Punches are thrown, and Piss off people. the main guy that was mocking her, like, pretty much comes at Scarlet, and the shy street fighter comes <laughs> to her defense, <laughs> kicking the shit out of the dude, and basically, while he's doing it, she notices this strange tattoo on his arm with a series of numbers, mm. <laughs> and <laughs> finally, Highly sus. Right, very, like, suspicious, that's interesting. Don't be suspicious. Uh, but finally, the tavern owner comes in and yells at everybody and kicks both of them out, and he's just like, are you kidding me? So Scarlet, still mad at the world after doing it, so <laughs> Always. she's, right, she's, when is she she's not? so angry, this poor girl. She's taking back all of her produce and saying, she's like, fine, whatever, like, I'll take it back. And the tavern owner just, like, tries so hard to calm her down. He's like, look, like, I've already sent you the payment. It's fine. Just, like, put the fucking potatoes back. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) And after they're both thrown out of the tavern, the street fighter finds Scarlet outside in the hallway by her truck, asks her for more tomatoes, and then asks if she needs help on the farm because he's looking for honest work because he wants to leave the street fighting behind. Mm -hmm. Our sweet, sweet boy. And it is here that she also learns that his name is Wolf. Uh, Scarlet feels that Wolf is dangerous, so she tells him that she doesn't need any help, and he lets her know that if she changes her mind, she can find him at the abandoned farm where all the illegal fights happen. So, of course, we're going to cast my baby boy, Wolf. (laughs) The sweetest boy of all time. A little bit about him. Wolf is six six foot four, very muscular. He has messy brown hair that tends to spike in all directions and refuses to be tamed. 
Wolf has an array of scars on his olive skin. His eyes are unnatural green, like sour grapes on a vine. He is usually in loose gray pants, plain t-shirts or tanks, and tries to be barefoot whenever possible. Aww. Wolf has a tattoo that reads LSOP962 on his left forearm and sharp canine teeth that he tries to hide. Mm. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Sweetest boy. <laughs> I on the same website. I was like, God bless you. Yay. So I casted Diego Bonetta. Ooh. He is in Scream Queens and oh, <gasps> excuse me, Terminator Dark Fate. I know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. He is over six feet tall. Was he also? No, he's in um mm-hmm. Pretty Little Liars too, isn't he? Probably. <laughs> Scream Queens. I'm sure they. Yeah, I'm cycle pretty sure people. he is. Um. Yeah. Just look at his face. Look at those He's eyebrows. so sweet. Adorable. Just, uh, yes. Like Such him. a good history about him. But I remember watching the new Terminator Dark Fate, which is a questionable movie, but he is barely in it. He plays the brother that, like, dies in the beginning. Oh. I mean, Aww. he literally dies within... You can see it in the trailer. Um, oh. But, yeah, so he's barely there, dies but I just quickly. remembered him. So when I was casting the wolf, I was like, ooh... You're like that one dude from that movie. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful, tall, ten, muscular, okay. sir. Yes. I like it so much. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, That's yes. my guy. Jin. I picked Noah Centineo. <gasps> Bitch, so did I. I knew God it. God bless. Knew one of you was, was oh, going to do that. Because he's such Here's a sweet, smiley boy. And I want to see a sweet, smiley boy turn like super scary angry really quick. And I think it'd be mm-hmm. very fun to see the sweetest smiley boy be scary. Oh my gosh, this picture, Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> wait, what did? So I'm very proud wait, of myself what? for that photo. The I sent it. Just I'm loading. sorry, that is rude. You guys both shared like total opposite. I know. Yes. You well, should take that picture because that's how I want. Like that's how he needs to look to play this part. Like, yeah. He can't, really, like, he can't be the puppy dog that he normally is. Yeah. But, he needs to be like. So I sent like when he's with Scarlet, and you sent when he's in full wolf mode, basically. Yes. Which, by the way, I just need to show y'all. I am so proud of myself. Still got it. <laughs> this is the photo that he. It's from his Instagram, the one I shared. But it's originally in black and white, <gasps> and I recolored it. Oh in hell's yes! Well done. That is very <laughs> impressive. Art school, right? I was like, damn. Art school came in handy for it. once. <laughs> Right? Yes. I was very proud of myself. And I was like, shit, that looks realistic. I haven't even thought about Lightroom in literally six years. Right? Well, because I can't, I don't have Photoshop, but for some reason I still have Lightroom. That's weird. I think I can do it on here. And then I was doing it and I was like, ha ha. I could never figure out Lightroom. Yes, I love Noah. Like the, because I was going through like five different characters for him. And like, I wanted Noah, but I was like, oh, but he's so known for being so like, hey. And yeah. I was like, no. And then he posted that photo on his Instagram. And I was like, oh, you could do it. Okay. Yeah, he totally could. <laughs> I cool. could be him. <laughs> He's already big and broad. So, like, just right. get angry. Well, and he, then there's Wolf. That photo, he's bulking up for a movie that he's going to be in. That's why he posted those photos. I had a, uh, He's going to be, like, in a superhero movie or something. <gasps> that's exciting. I'm not entirely sure. But I read, like, one article while looking him up. That that's why he's, like, bulking. Is because he's 
getting ready for a movie. So I was like, Yay. cool, stay that way and get ready for this yeah, movie. Right? <laughs> Just stay in that shape until Scarlet happens, please. Okay, so please, I'll okay. contact his agent and just tell him. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Contact his agent, let him know that he's ready for the second movie yeah. in this series. Like, don't cut doing. your hair, let it grow out. Yeah, like, and it's perfect too, like that Aww. photo, because his hair is like super curly and it's just messy. And it's no. like, it's constantly they're always talking about like how like he'll try to like smoosh it down and it just like I think very important question yes would he have it in a man bun wolf when he goes to fight if he he wanted me to die he would when he does farm work he puts it in a bun god God. you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing that kills me more than a man in a man bun Man buns You're are welcome. your kryptonite, and it's so much fun to torture you with just them. Just imagine, just imagine Noah. What a man. But yes, continue. <laughs> All I can think okay. of is the Hercules song now. I can't Which sing one? it in my head, but when they're like, when his glow up happens. Oh, bless my soul. Yeah, Work Hercules on a roll. <laughs> bless my soul. Work. Wolf was on a roll. Oh. Yes. Oh, my baby. Okay, Aww. one second. I gotta turn the fan on in here. So, is give me a second. It be hot. I overheated her with the idea of yeah. Wolf and a man bun. He's a good, like, age range. He is. Age range for who we've been, like, picking. Yeah. My guy is, like, a little bit older, but I think Wolf is, like... Is he, like, mid-20s? Like, 19 or 20? No, he's 20. Okay. He the rest 20, of them are okay. teens. Him and I think Thorn are in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I aged everybody up. Everyone that I picked is around like from 20 to like 26. Yeah. yeah so that's what they did for Normally always. Pros, so it's like. Play like teenagers, people in their 20s. Yeah. Noah is 25, in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> and Aaron Kellyman is 22. Perfect. So I was like, hey. How's it All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> after all that. Meanwhile. Back in New Beijing, we are met by Carswell Thorne, who is sitting in his jail cell. Bachelor number three. <laughs> who is sitting in his jail cell, minding his own business, when an unsuspected cinder just falls from the ceiling, literally into his cell. They exchange Best a few words. <laughs> they exchange a few Honestly. words, and she notices he's holding a port screen, so she takes it from him. She's like, hey, I need that wire for herself, and totally just like opens up the back of her head and fixes it and he's just like oh okay like she's a cyborg that would be so alarming right Ugh, ah. oh, i do it's like, nice to meet you here I is my skull to read <laughs> here is Hi, my skull. just take my cord and plug it into your head it's fine oh my god yeah so basically she like totally shows him that she is a cyborg and he's just like that's kind of cool and they start talking because Cinder, poor thing, is just trying to, like, leave. And I do tell myself to ring green tab for exchange because this is just, this is literally within two seconds of meeting each other. And I just love them so much because they're, they're banter. Okay, so. They're, they have the best banter. He's like, let me guess, Lauren said, breaking and entering. And after a long silence of examining the retracting mechanism, the girl wrinkled her nose and says, two counts of treason, if you must know, and resisting arrest and an unlawful use of bioelectricity. Oh, and illegal immigration, but honestly, I think that's a little excessive. <laughs> he squinted back. He squinted in the back of his head and a twitch began <laughs> developing in his left eye and he's like, how old are you? 16, she says. <laughs> oh. Which, that's like one of their first exchanges and I just, oh, their friendship is one of my favorite things in this book. Mm-hmm. It's so I good. I absolutely adore them. 100% yeah. brother and sister. Oh, 110%. But I just love how, like... Million. 
there's some I could write an essay on their relationship but anyways <laughs> right off the bat these two like form an adorable friendship well kind of adorable they're basically bickering the entire time which to me makes it adorable, it's adorable. but <laughs> when realizing that she doesn't really have a plan when she actually gets out because he sits there and he asks her and he's like so you're gonna escape but like then what he's like how are you gonna get out of like new beijing and she's just like um you make a very good point i am allowing you to join me <laughs> So, <laughs> you are hired. <laughs> yes, she's just like, alrighty. <laughs> Which is adorable because I won't read the tab, but I do remember it because as I was making the timeline, I was like busting my ass off just rereading them because he's like, you look like you're in need of an accomplice. And she's like, go away. And he looks at her and goes, that's a little hard in this situation because they're in a jail cell. <laughs> I, I just can't like, really go anywhere. I fucking love them. Yes. <laughs> the but Cinder's kind of forced to allow him to go with her because she needs a spaceship to escape. So... We're going to cast Thorn, so let me tell you a little bit about my adorable man. Thorn is described by Cinder as rather attractive and having a square jaw, bright blue eyes, and a devilish dimples. <laughs> he is noted to have a bit of stubble when he's in prison. And then, I love this because this was actually on the website. On Twitter, Marissa Meyer confirmed that Thorn had brown hair. <laughs> I saw that too, and I was yeah. like, you know, I'm like, oh. I was like laughing so hard that they like had to mention that like, mm -hmm. it has been confirmed by the author. Also, he's an American, just so we all know. Just because he's the only one that like, I mean, comes there's, from America. It makes sense. His personality is a, is a thousand percent he's American. literally a space cowboy, yes. He was <laughs> He was in the military, and then he kind of went rogue, and then he became, like, basically Alucard. Or Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Or Han Solo, which is hilarious, because the, in the back of this book, there's everyone, like, asked her, the Mercer Meyer, they author a bunch of questions, and one of them is quite literally, like, it says, hey, like, your favorite Star Wars, like, we know you're a huge fan of Star Wars, which one's your favorite movie, and who's your favorite character? And she goes on to say that Han Solo is one of her favorite characters in, like, all of pop culture, like, ever. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that you don't say, because yeah. you literally we put him no in your book. 20-year-old yeah. <laughs> Han Solo right here. Yeah, you literally put Han Solo in your book, his name is Carswell Thorne. Which I absolutely like, adore. It's like, she was like, what would he do when he was, like, 20 years younger? Oh, right. this is what he'd do. Or, like, 15 years younger. Probably in jail. Right. thousand percent and, like, in The jail. way that, like, everyone, like, romanticizes him, and he's like, I'm actually scum of the earth. Yeah. Like, it's Han Solo. See, I'm a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. All right. Would you like to go first? Sure. So, I had him, speaking of pirates, he was my Ooh. honorable mention for Alucard, but Ooh. he is Brenton Thwaites, also in Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, he's in Titans. He plays Nightwing in that show. Uh, also, oh, he was in the movie Son of a Gun with Ewan McGregor, who Ooh. played my doctor from the previous casting. Dr. Erland. Yes. So, yeah. He just... Oh, he plays it. Yeah. their Batman's. son, right? I he yeah. yeah, he plays Will and Elizabeth's son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about him for something oh, else, yes. but yes. He... He still kind of has, like, a baby face, but when he right. gets kind of scruffy, which he does get scruffy in Chris. Yes, he does. Yes. yes. And he is bulked up. I mean, he's pretty much... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Yes. It's so cute. That was my Yeah. Jin. Uh, my casting, it just, like, it would not oh leave my I head. I can't wait. Dylan O'Brien. Yes. Oh my god. I fucking love Dylan O'Brien. I know so you did. I knew you he, he just would be perfect. He stole my heart 
for this. The devilish charm. I'm sorry, my heart is right? just like shattering. I just love it. You're that. welcome. Oh. You and I did not think of this. Like, we didn't. We didn't. And now we're I just like, thousand percent thought one in of shock. you would. In shock and awe. Shock. In shock. <laughs> shock and awe. Shaw and Hobbs. Yes. <laughs> Maze Runner. I love yes. him. Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. <sighs> I was literally talking about him to Lindsay you literally the other sent day. me a TikTok the other day. Because of Teen Wolf. Season three, Teen Wolf. Mm. When he plays um, Void, Void Styles. Styles, his acting was like Oscar worthy. Like, where Honestly. is his or his Emmy? Yes, I know he's an insanely good actor. Emmy now, Oscar later. Oh my God, yes, he's perfect. He's Thorn. He is Thorn. No like, other. I genuinely don't have to cast. I <laughs> tried to think of somebody else, but there was literally nobody else in my head. I was like, he is Thorn. Oh, adorable. I know he's a little old, but I don't care. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. He's it's on totally the older. Fine side of this crew anyways yeah. true yeah he's yeah, him and ones. wolf are kind of the older ones yeah mm-hmm. they're like in their 20s while everyone else is like 18 and younger <sighs> i love Dylan which LeBron. blows my mind indeed oh, all right i was thinking so them what who'd you be i can compare but jesus <laughs> i chose someone you guys don't know <laughs> his name is evan roderick which the internet kind of wanted him to be Thorn, and he was in this Netflix TV show, so I was like, I'm going to do some research, and I'm going to watch this oh. Netflix show. Wait, and the Netflix show is called Spinning Out. It's, a, like, an ice skating show. Oh. And he, like, quite literally plays, like, the playboy and is, like, <gasps> yeah. No, I've seen that on Tumblr. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I've the girl from the Maze Runner. Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my okay. God, yeah, the girl, the main girl in Spinning Out is the girl from Maze Runner, and he oh. plays, like, the playboy, like, the amazing, because basically the plot of spinning out is she's like a solo skater and then mm-hmm. she kind of like gets injured and she can no longer do solo skating but there's a chance for her to do pair skating so she kind of and he's like one of the best pair skaters out there yeah so they kind of have to like be forced to work together and he's very much like hey how's it going and i'm just like oh my god yes. <laughs> the thorn swagger yes he really does he definitely has like i walk into a room and i now own it thank you very much but later like in the series you find <laughs> like out that he it. like the character has a heart of gold and i was just like Aww. that's that's him that's my man <laughs> he puts so on yes, this absolutely adore him yeah, he looks like him. Yeah. Right? I was going to say, he and then thousand pictures of him, I was thorn. like, oh, you could definitely, you could pull this off, my good lad. Oh, excellent. Yes. Excellent right. choices, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just want to see this movie way. so bad. Can right. multiple people I don't even play care. Thorn, please? Because I can't choose. They're <laughs> all amazing. Point, any of them. Any of them could get chosen, and I'd be like, yes, thank you. Perfect casting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Somebody hire us. Please. <laughs> Netflix, if you're looking for casting directors, we're here. <laughs> we know our dudes. All right. Honestly. Okay, Scarlet goes back. Oh, sorry. So, yeah. Cinder meets Thorn. They're, they know that they're going to plan. They escape together. So, they're busy trying to, like, you know, get the spoons and shovel their way out of jail. <laughs> so, back in France, Scarlet goes Not back to the farm spoons. and notices that her grandmother's light in her bedroom is on. Filled with excitement, Scarlet runs into the house uh-huh. only to find that her home has been ransacked by her father, the man who left her with her grandmother when Scarlet was seven years old. Desperate, her father searches for something he says Michelle has hidden in the house. When Scarlet questions him, she notices burn marks all over his arm from being tortured, and he says the same people who tortured him have kidnapped Michelle. The only clues he can remember from his kidnappers are the weird tattoos on their forearms, which sounds familiar uh, to her because it sounds just like Wolf's. And hearing this, hearing this, Scarlet leaves to go confront Wolf. Mm -hmm. This is kind of like when the book is like jumping back and forth between everybody. So it's going to get a little messy. But yeah. So back in Cinder's cell, Cinder accidentally uses her (laughs) lunar gift on Thorn, which is adorable because he's just like, 
oh man and he's like madly in love with her for like five seconds and when she gets control of herself she she kind of like calms down and it's thorn literally looks at her and goes are you the same girl that was in here earlier and she's like yeah yeah i am and he's like i could have sworn you were much prettier and she's like thanks (laughs) this fucker (laughs) right it's just it's so adorable absolute dick But yes, she, when she gets control of herself, she cuts out Thorne's ID chip, and the two begin their escape through the air ducts. They make their way out when coming across some palace employees. Cinder uses her lunar gift to make them close their eyes, cover their ears, and hum, giving them time to make a clean getaway. Straight into the sewer. <laughs> Which I love, because <laughs> Thorne's just like, wait, what? And Cinder's like, get in! Like, we gotta go! He's and like, ew. And he complains about how, like, stinky it is, and it's adorable. Hey, this is kind of straight up. If he's Han Solo, she is Leia, although not romantically. Right. Yeah. They're trying to escape. They're the siblings. They're breaking this time. out of jail instead of a sewer. Which is it's a trash compactor. Really funny because didn't we already say that Cinder would be Luke because she's a mechanic? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. This is very like Star Wars. That's gonna love it. But so good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Stu and Beijing. We are given a quick little glance at Kai, who is having trouble sleeping because. Not only has he become emperor, but he just found out that his girlfriend is a cyborg and and a lunar. And he's just questioning everything. He's Aww. just like, was it all real? Did she, like, lunar gift me? It like, was. what is happening? And it's just, the entire time you're reading it, you're just like, Kai, she didn't even know she was a lunar. Like, yes, everything was real. And it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah, this is my second yes. read-through, and I still was like... But she loves you so much. I like genuinely right. got emotional. I was like, no, the two boy, of them are stop ridiculous. Because the entire time she's just like, oh, he can never love me, and he's just like, she will never love me. And it's just like, no, but you up. both love each They're other. They're both dumbasses. So they really kiss. are. Yes, <laughs> sir. Sorry. He is informed that a jailbreak has happened. While once again impressed by Cinder, he's a bit pissed at the fact that her accomplice is so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> and literally in yeah. the book passage, he mentions that like he quickly like looks to his computer where the prisoner's uh, profile has been sent, and he's just like, "Well, he's ar- like inarguably very attractive," and he immediately hates him because of how good looking he is. And now that he's traveling with Cinder, and it's like, "Sir, <laughs> you're missing the point, but okay." <laughs> it's so cute. So good. So yes, back to France. Scarlet goes to the abandoned farm to find Wolf. He finds her, and she immediately starts accusing him of taking her grandmother. He tries to tell her that he can explain everything. He just has to go fight real quick. (laughs) Reluctantly, after noticing that everyone is now looking at them, because she kind of causes a scene, she's kind of like yelling at him, like, you took my grandmother. You can't leave me until you give me answers. And he's just like, um, Scarlet. And she turns (laughs) around, and literally, like, everyone's looking at them. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, for sure. It, like, puts her hood on and, like, scoots back to the back of the room. Amazing. (laughs) You didn't see anything. Right? Like, this is an illusion. (laughs) But, yeah. Reluctantly, she lets him leave and like sees him fight. Wolf is a savage fighter and almost kills his opponent until he notices that Scarlet is watching him. At this moment, the cops come in and shut down the whole fighting ring. Scarlet runs away, repulsed by and frightened by what she sees. And as she leaves, she hears wolves howling in the night. Foreshadow, right? Foreshadow. His name is Wolf. Hints. I know she like didn't leave like she didn't she like bluntly was like just so you know this is Red Riding Hood and that is the wolf okay no one gets that mistake there be wolves (laughs) right all right back in New (laughs) Beijing Thorn and Cinder have finally made their way through Thorns or two Thorns stolen Rampion where they are found by the police shots are fired and the duo has problems getting into the ship 
While thinking quick on her feet, Cinder plugs herself into the ship, which almost strains her power. Drains, not strains. Thank you, autocorrect. (laughs) Drains her power and almost kills her, but with some quick thinking, Thorn, Thorn, like, plugs her back into, basically, like, charges her back up, which is adorable, because the entire time he's like, do you have an on button? Like, what is wrong with you? And he's like, ew, ew, (laughs) ew, ew, ew. And, like, going to find her, yeah, going to find her, he's like, cyborg girl, cyborg girl, and then once he actually (laughs) finds her, he's like, Cinder, oh my god! And it's like, so you knew her name the entire time. You just wanted to be an asshole. Yeah, he's such a dick. (laughs) So he finds her, and he's just like, oh, oh no, and, like, pops open her skull, and, like, plugs her in, and when she comes through, she's just like, you open my main frame he's like i didn't want to but you were dying it's like so, so sweet i'm an cute. iphone guy i don't know how to use androids god <laughs> uh, damn it <laughs> get out oh my god that's perfect <gasps> back in france <laughs> scarlet literally has like a bella and twilight moment and begins to search the internet about wolf First, she starts looking up, like, the meaning behind the tattoo, but when that leads to a dead end, she starts deep diving on wolves and their way of life. Like, literally reading this reminded me so much of Twilight, like, when she starts looking up vampires and werewolves and, like, the lore, and it's, (laughs) like, a montage of Google. (laughs) This is what I imagine, like, this would be. (laughs) His name is Wolf, and wolves howl after he is angry. Right. Does that mean? And she, like, looks up. (laughs) I know what you are. Say it! (laughs) But, yeah. Genetically modified wolf. (laughs) A lunar operative. Oh, man. But yes. Wolf shows up at the farm, almost shot by Scarlet on sight. He explains to Scarlet that he was a member of the ring that kidnapped her grandmother, but he ran away from them and now is making a living with fighting. He explains that his tattoo stands for a loyal soldier to the Order of the Pack, and that joining them was the biggest mistake of his life. Shh. (laughs) Together, they try to figure out why the Pack would want her grandmother in the first place. Which, like, rereading this, I was just like, you little butthead because you can tell all the moments where he's still trying to be like hey do you know anything and she's like no i don't know anything and he's like okay cool yeah yep <laughs> that's fine in the yeah. middle of the conversation her father bolts through the kitchen to the garage where he starts tearing it apart looking for whatever the heck he thinks the grandmother has wolf then finds a transmitter transmitter around his neck and yanks it off as soon as it is removed her father stops like completely he stops being so hysterical and scarlet yells into it telling them to bring her grandmother back and then wolf smashes it she kicks her father out because basically she finds out that the entire time he knew he was wearing the transmitter Mm -hmm. and he was just like freaking out because if they could hear everything they knew what he was doing so yeah basically he's the scum of the earth so she kicks her father out of the house and then decides to find michelle herself wolf agrees to go with her and they take the train to paris or they're like going to take the train to paris Back in New Beijing, (laughs) our poor baby Kai not only finds out that the doctor was also a winner, Dr. Erland, but he is also the one that helps him to escape. So they show him footage of the doctor, like when he walks in and he's just like, These are the droids you were looking for. (laughs) I was thinking that bag with her new foot. (laughs) With her new foot and her new hand. And like basically that's how Cinder gets out. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, God damn it. Like pretty much this at this point, this poor boy thinks that like everyone around him was lying. And it's like, oh. oh but of buddy. course, conveniently, as soon as they find out the news, Lavana shows up and starts accusing Kai of helping Cinder escape. And then they, and then proceeds to make more threats about taking over the Commonwealth. So basically, I think she gives him like three days. And if she, if he does not find and return Cinder in three days, she will attack the Commonwealth mm-hmm. or Earth in general. <sighs> that bitch. 
I hate her on the rampion so much. Thorn catches Cinder <laughs> looking at three chips that she carries around with her. One being her sister's ID chip, one being the decom chip that Cress made, and the third being Iko's personality chip. Cinder gets the bright idea of putting Iko into the ship to not only bring her friend back to life, but to also help give the ship back its autopilot features. Through Iko, <laughs> though Iko is a little put off by being a spaceship, Thorn assures her that she's the prettiest one in the skies. Oh, and she's just like, "Am I really that pretty?" And he's like, "Darn tootin'!" <laughs> like, no. it's so cute. It's so and she loves pretty adorable. boys, so she's right? Just like, so she like madly falls in love with him, like constantly is the one that calls him captain. And it's like the only person that becomes so above him is Kai for Aiko. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. On the train to Paris, Scarlet leaves a private car she shares with Wolf and goes to order coffee. At the bar, she meets a young man named Ran and realizes uh. that she saw him at the station before boarding the train. Like, it's kind of like a red flag in her head. She's just like, all right, I've seen this guy before. Um, Wolf kind of had scary feelings about him. Like, it, at one point, like, Wolf's head, like, snaps, and he's just, like, <clears throat> and, like, <laughs> mad dogs this guy, and Scarlet's like, oh, okay. Mad well. dogs him. Yeah. yeah. You know, mad wolfs him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, we're gonna cast Ran, because he kind of plays a big part in this one, so I figured he was, like, worthy of casting. So, a little bit about him. His build was stocky but muscular, his hair combed neatly back, and there was a keenness in the way he carried himself. A certainly... A certainty that have bordered on arrogance he is also has a dimple on his cheek upon smiling mm-hmm. so yes would you like to go first tyler posey oh speaking of wolves oh. <laughs> i thought about him speaking of wolves it would be yeah. kind of funny to see him play like the asshole wolf this time yeah because he's, he's such usually, a smiley like, good boy guy i would be very intrigued to see him that's a really good point that. and because in teen wolf scott's like the hi hey guys <laughs> My mom does all the shopping. (laughs) My mom does all the shopping. Where do you get the juice? I don't know. My mom does all the grocery shopping. (laughs) Scott. I love him. Gosh. Yeah. And I miss Tyler Posey. I mean, he's kind of, he's a little, like, questionable. Eccentric. There you go. Online right now. But, yeah. I I miss him. Right. (laughs) Oh, he'd make a good ran. Yeah. You would. What about you, Jane? Ah. Chose. Um, <laughs> I chose. I chose KJ Appa. He plays Archie in oh, oh. Riverdale. There was, yeah. I, ju- I saw, I was like, I can see some crazy. Because also, I picture <laughs> I Ran. I see some crazy. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I, because I, I don't know why, but I picture him. As Ronan from the Raven Boys, but like if he went like scary, like they're this, they're like he's like the opposite of Ronan to me. So I was trying to Mm -hmm. picture like who I would pick as Ronan, and just yeah, instead of like angry soft boy, it's like scary soft, scary soft, scary soft boy, scary angry boy, no soft at all, scary angry boy, (laughs) right? Yeah, so like if Ronan went like. With I mean, basically, that picture Ronan that with... you just sent is like perfect. I know, that's why I picked it. Like you can see it, like a creepy smile. Like mm-hmm. if you're like you get off the train and you go to the bar and you just see that smile looking at you. You're just like uh uh-uh. uh. <clears throat> go. I'd be like I don't need coffee anymore. Bye. <laughs> like I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I chose. Finn Roberts. 
Mainly because he looks Ooh. like a little Noah Centineo to me. Oh, he so. does. <laughs> yes. He is in also a Netflix show called The Green Academy. Or no, Greenhouse Academy, which I've seen. And he plays like an adorable soft boy. So it would be a, like really cool to see him not be an adorable soft boy. Wait, mm-hmm. what's the show so, called? The uh, Greenhouse Academy. Huh, I have not heard of this one. Right? It's really interesting. It came up, it was like one of those that like uh, Netflix was like, since you watch this, you should watch this. And I was ah. like, all right, Netflix, let's see what this is. And I actually mm. really liked it. <laughs> so, nice. It's very, it's very cheesy and it's very like teen show, but eh, I like it. It's adorable. I mean, it's, it's nice, got like, Academy in the title. Time so like, I feel like it'd be great. Yeah, it's kind of cute. It's a, they're called like the Ravens and the Eagles, I think. It's like a, like, you have to like get tested to come into this Academy and then Ooh. the eagles are based on, are mainly like jocks. So it's basically like Gryffindors and Ravenclaws, mm. basically. Hell's um this. but the the Ravenclaw one is like they're based on smarts but they're also like super creative and super like artsy. Like it's basically like one side of the brain and the other side of the brain. Yeah. Well, now yeah. I got to watch and it. And they like compete against like school activities and there's like relationship stuff that happens and he's adorable. Typical teen. Yeah. And he plays the younger brother to the girl that just kind of like took the test for the hell of it and then gets sent in it. But there's also like dark, twisted shit that happens. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna really start that tonight. <laughs> Man, that's who I chose for Ran. Yes, I like it. All right. Good choices, guys. Good choices. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Is that everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, enjoy the rest of the story, kids. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Team Thorn or Team Kai? <laughs> Let's begin. Thorn. <laughs> I know. It's not that hard for me. Sorry, Jungkook, but... <laughs> Anyways, at first, Ran well. is charming, but when he starts asking Scarlet questions about where she is going and why, she surprisingly answers, telling him that she's going to Paris to find her grandmother. Her, her admission goes against everything she wants to do. Her instincts tell her to leave, and she tells Ran goodbye. When she returns to the cabin, Wolf tells her that he can smell something on her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and asks who she was talking to but before she can answer an android comes in to the quarters to take a blood sample um because there has been a plague outbreak on the train dun, dun, dun. oh no so basically like the train's gonna stop and everyone is ordered to stay on board and scarlet's just like we can't stay here so scarlet and wolf know that the entire train will be quarantined due to the plague so they escape through the window and are hunted down by security androids wolf uses his lupine instincts to help them escape and they set out on foot as wolf advises them to stay close to the tracks so yes now they're traveling on foot adorable (laughs) back on the rampion thorn and cinder discuss the lunar magic gift thingy those are thorn's exact words (laughs) that we know as bioelectricity and how cinders should start practicing it in order to hide their ship from radars because it's kind of like um it's kind of like a folklore that like that's how the lunars get mm-hmm. everywhere is because yeah. they can cloak their ships and that's why like earth can't see them um Eichel also states that the power cell in the ship isn't going to last much longer and they're going to need, need to make a pit stop while cinder knows she should go to africa and find out dr erlon she learns that michelle benoit lives in france desperate to find out more about herself cinder instructs Aiko to find them to michelle and scarlet's home in rio so because basically she remembers everything that nancy told her mm-hmm. in the first book and how Nancy was basically like gave her the whole rundown of everything that they had on Princess Celine that like she was brought to Earth. These are the people to Dr. That Tanner, yeah. yeah, by with a Michelle Benoit. So when Cinder like finds out, she's like, Oh, I need to find out like more. She's like, I need to know like about my past. So even though I know I should go to Africa, we're gonna go to France. <laughs> so 
Convincing Thorne is easier than she expected. He gets super excited that this is one of the most unsolved mysteries of the Third Era, and solving it could be the adventure of a lifetime. Because basically, (laughs) she tells him that, like, Michelle Benoit helped out. Well, she asks him, like, hey, do you believe that, like, the heir is still alive? He's like, yeah, man, why not? And she's like, really? He's like, yeah, like, wouldn't that be super cool? He's like, plus, he, like, points out the fact that, like, I guess after the fire happened, Lavana was, like, kind of paranoid. And he's like, "Would don't you think she would have been, like, super excited mm-hmm. at the fact that now she's queen and there's nothing stopping her? He's like, but I heard, like, she was a little paranoid the coming weeks after as if, like, it didn't actually work like she wanted. So he's like, yeah, I totally believe that she's still out there. Mm-hmm. And Cinder's like, what if I told you she could be in France? And he's like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm down. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Just not telling him everything. Yeah. And she does kind of have, like, a little moment where she's like, oh, I should actually tell him, like, because now she's, like, putting his life in danger because of her. And she's like, maybe I should tell him. But I won't. Eh, it's fine. Right. But he's just, he's so, like, adventurous out there. But he doesn't really give a shit. Yes. So now they're on foot. Scarlet and Wolf begin their journey through the woods. Scarlet teasing Wolf the entire time. Ugh. First about his teeth, which is adorable because he Aww. smiles and she's like, do that again. And he's like, what? She's like, smile. And he gets like, he shuts down. He's just like, no, no. <laughs> because he doesn't want his teeth to show. And she's like, no, it's like, I'll, let me see him. And she's like, wow, like your wolf pack really takes this wolf thing seriously, huh? And he's like, yeah, more than you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's super, super cute. And then how he's not being so fidgety, like, he sits down and she's like, wow, would you look at that? Like, your knees aren't bouncing. And he's like, what? Like, she just is, like, nitpicking at everything. And he's very caught off guard because he's not used to being talked to like this. Um, it's adorable. It's so <laughs> She's, like, cute. noticing everything. Yeah. And then she, um, he asked for more food and she's like, here I am thinking that, like, being outside is doing you some good because you're not fidgety. She's like, but I bet you're running on low blood sugar. <laughs> so she sees, like, a flock of ducks and she's like, can you catch me one of those? And, like, a smile just, like like shoots across his face he's like uh, easily Ugh. it's adorable <laughs> but yeah so he catches them a duck for dinner and while they eat they get to know each other a bit both asking questions wolf even drops a question i rereading this i was like you little shit wolf drops a question uh asking scarlet if she ever had like living on the farm was it always just her and her grandmother and she's like yeah He's like, you never had, like, any adopted siblings or, like, wards of any kind? And she's like, wards? No. Like, why would we? And she's like, what about oh, you? Because he asked if she ever that. had any younger siblings. Yeah. So it's totally oh. him being like, him? Like, did you see, like, I don't know, a cyborg running around? <laughs> any chosen chosen, any chosen ones, like, under the right. staircase? Did you harbor <laughs> the chosen one? <laughs> But yeah, she's like, no, because he asked about, like, younger siblings, and he's like, yeah. She, she, like, doesn't even think about it. She's like, wards? No, we didn't have any. But what about you? Do you have any younger siblings? And he's like, one. (laughs) And yeah, they kind of go off about, like, how he talks about his little brother a little bit and how he was also, like, joined into the pack and eh. But as they're talking, Wolf is on alert and realizing that they're being followed, but it's not until they stop for camp that night that Ran appears, telling them that the smell of the food led him to them. It becomes clear that Wolf and Rand know each other, and there is animosity between the two. When Scarlet questions their familiarity, Rand reveals that he is Wolf's younger brother. Casual. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because, like, Scarlet shoots Wolf because he's about to kill Rand. She's like, well, you're about to kill him. He's like, I still might. And she's like, isn't he a younger brother? And he's like, I never said we got along. <laughs> 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 and it's just like, just fucking let me like kill him. Technicalities. <laughs> right? Uh, yes, but he reveals that Wolf's on your brother and a loyal soldier to the Order of the Pack, the gang that kidnapped Michelle. So she finds out that he is also a part of this shitty 
group. Rand tells Wolf that their assignment from their master, JL, has been cancelled, and JL wants Wolf to return to the pack. Wolf tells Rand that he is no longer a member of the pack, and the two fight, and as Wolf is about to drown... Oh yeah, this is where I always do this. <laughs> drown him in a lake, Scarlet shoots Wolf in the arm to tell him to stop. The bully only grazes Wolf, but it's enough to make him stop from killing his brother. <laughs> They leave Ran unconscious, risk their lives in jumping on a moving train, and continue to Paris. While on this train, ah. <laughs> Scarlet confronts Wolf about the assignment, fearing that he has been using her to get information. He has. Yep. Uh, he tells her that the pack's assignment was to find Princess Celine, and since they believe that Scarlet's grandmother knows something about Celine's whereabouts, they kidnapped her. Wolf tells Scarlet that her grandmother visited Luna when she was in the military as a pilot. And meta scientist Logan Tanner while there. The two of them had a brief relationship. Scarlet kind of spirals and she's just like, What? Like, no, like, my grandmother doesn't keep secrets from me. She always tells me things. Like, when would this have happened? And he kind of like blinks at her and he's like, Oh, uh, well, like, when would this have relationship have taken place? And he's like, uh, 40 years ago, nine months before your father was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, What? <laughs> yes. So Wolf continues telling Scarlet how. When Celine was injured, Tanner snuck her off Luna, took her to Earth, and asked Michelle to help her hide her. Yeah, help her hide her. That's a lot of hers. Mm -hmm. While Scarlet denies any family involvement in Luna royalty, she remembers seeing her grandmother secretly meeting with the inventor, Lynn Garen, Cinder's adopted father. But she remembers, like, we as readers know exactly who it is, but she can't remember his name. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I just remember, like, this guy showing up asking... Because Michelle Benoit was like, oh, yeah, like, I love the girl and everything, but she's getting to be too much. Like, it's becoming too much. And Scarlet kind of eavesdrops and thinks she's talking about her. Mm-hmm. Like, thinks she's talking about that she's going to send Scarlet away. And Scarlet's like, eh, nobody loves me. But it's really about Cinder. Oh, yes. Wolf denies involvement in Michelle's actual kidnapping, and Scarlet believes him, and the two kiss. Wolf begs Scarlet not to go after Michelle, but Scarlet intends to bargain with what little information she knows in the exchange for Michelle's freedom. Back on the Rampion, Cinder is trying to get a handle on her lunar gift thing when Thorn interrupts her to inform her that there is a press conference going on right now and the dreamy Emperor Kai, Thorn's words, <laughs> is talking about the two of them. And he's so excited because he's just like, we're famous, like the world no. knows us. And she's like, for terrible reasons. And he's like, yeah, but like the world like, knows We're us. not famous, we're infamous, we're literally wanted. <laughs> but they but know who like, we are. about it and it's so cute. And Kai talks about how he is doing everything in his power to find them. Afterwards, Thorn makes a comment to Cinder about how he now understands why she is immune to his charms. He's like, I didn't know I was competing with an emperor. <laughs> and he points out to Cinder that it's obvious that Kai still likes her. The two banter for a bit because he was like, well, he asked the cyborg to the ball. And she's like, I didn't know I, like, he didn't know I was a cyborg. And he's like, he didn't? She's like, of course not. And he's like, well, he still, because Kai, Kai gets asked, like, do you know she was a cyborg or something about her being a cyborg? And he kind of pauses and he's like, I don't see how her being a cyborg literally has anything to do with this. Aww. And then, like, goes to the next question. And Thorne boy. points like, that stupid out. Stupid question. <laughs> yeah. Thorne, like, points that out and is just like, huh, huh? And Cinder's like, you got all of that that he still likes me from, like, a 10-second, like, interview. And he's like, yeah, I know a lot about love. <laughs> no, you Ugh. don't, Thorne. Oh, <laughs> Thorne. <laughs> you sweet, yes. innocent boy. It's so cute. So the two of them banter for a bit. And then as a peace offering, Thorne shows Cinder that he has found info about Michelle Benoit. And now she has a granddaughter that has no hospital records. And it takes Cinder to kind of like a second to re- like understand what he's trying to say. He's like, why would she not have hospital records unless you didn't want her to be like known that mm-hmm. she's a lunar? And so 
he's kind of trying to tell her that like this Scarlet could be Princess Celine, and Scarlet like, Cinder just looks at him like, yeah, that's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, you're correct on the lunar lineage right <laughs> but it's just so funny because he's like don't you understand what this means she could be the princess and cinder's like she could be she very yeah. well could be <laughs> he's that <laughs> i'm just thinking of um that guy is it charlie day for sunny in philadelphia where he's in the room with oh, like, the maps he... and the dots oh my god like, all the reds oh my god yes that's exactly so, yes. what it is <laughs> Back on their second train, the two arrive in Paris, and as soon as they get off the train, Wolf knows they are being followed by other members of the pack. Wolf leads Scarlet to an abandoned opera house in the city, where he apologizes to her and then opens the door. Scarlet uh-huh. knows she's been betrayed. No, you haven't. Just stop. Just wait, Wolf like, meets the lunar thaumaturge, the master of the Wolf's pack, JL. Wolf tells JL everything he has learned from Scarlet. She makes a remark about him being a loyal member to the Order of the Pack. He gulps and reveals the true meaning of his tattoo, which means Lunar Special Operative. She realizes that Wolf is a Lunar as well. JL, JL tells Scarlet that a Lunar Operative from Wolf's Pack has killed her father in an inconspicuous way to not raise any alarm. <laughs> How convenient. She's taken to her cell in the Opera House. So, back in New Beijing, this book is so shitty to Kai. I feel so bad. But Kai <laughs> is visited by Audrey. She tells him that there are, there may be a way to track Cinder. She knows, she shows him the footage from the quarantines and points out that the girl in the video is without a doubt Cinder. Like, she basically tells him, like, I've watched it, and there's, like, because remember, she thought Cinder was running away, so she had those bots track her down, and she right. found them right in the quarantines, mm-hmm. and Cinder kind of makes, like, a, I didn't mean it, like, I didn't steal anything, like, it's hers. Like, she thinks they're there because of the ID chip that she stole from Peony, and it's really, she's there because... Um, Audrey thought she was running away and she's like oh so they go over the video and they go over the audio and they kind of piece it together and they're like it's Cinder and Kai's like how did I not notice <laughs> you don't notice a lot Kai but it's fine <laughs> yes without a doubt it is Cinder and how it looks like she has taken her daughter's IG chip even though and even though it is sickening it's a sickening thought perhaps they can track Cinder using this information so basically she tells him like you guys might want to track her through Peony's ID chip because she probably has it. Yeah. Uh, Did she, she, like, grieve her daughter at all? I felt like she wasn't even... No, she didn't care about her. She never seemed bit right. to she, be sad about her daughter dying. Well, no, she she does. She gets really defensive about it when, um, in the next book, mm-hmm. <laughs> when Scarlet kind of, like, not Scarlet, Cinder goes into the house asking for the wedding invitations. Oh, and she yeah. sees, like, because it hits Cinder that um peony's urn <laughs> is on the fireplace oh, and audrey kind of wow. goes into like this meltdown of like what happened okay it's just she does mourn but she's also like a conniving bitch so kind of yeah. like you know one <laughs> blends into the other so yeah she also finds the need to inform kai that cinder can't cry which i was just like why do you need to bring that up but yeah, kai's like really is it like a thing for cyborgs and she's like i wouldn't know Hopefully she's the only cyborg to ever be in my presence. And it's like, oh my god, Audrey. She can blush. She can blush. (laughs) Right. Uh, And of course, the slimy snake asks for a a reward afterwards for being so helpful, which we find out later is an actual invitation to the wedding. To the royal wedding. Back in Paris, Scarlet Hmm. is held in a prison cell and then taken to see her grandmother. 
She is overjoyed to see Michelle, who in turn chastises her granddaughter for coming to rescue her. Michelle tells Scarlett that the mission to find Celine has indeed been called off. The only reason she is still being held is because the Lunars want to know how she resists their mind control techniques. Um, yes. How does she? We find mm. her later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> when Michelle mentions that Scarlett is weak like her father, Scarlett realizes that the person she is talking to is not her grandmother, but Ran, uh, who is using his ability to disguise himself as Michelle in order to get information from Scarlett. Ugh. That's just mean. So, right? I was, like, so sad. Mm-hmm. But I knew something was up the entire time. It was... Mm, I don't little like red, it. White, red, ugh, little Red Riding Hood. Right? The wolf pretends to be... Her know. grandmother, right? Yeah. yeah. But, like, the wolf from the story is kind of split in two, where it's our wolf, and then there's Ran, who's, like, the bad yes. wolf that we don't... Yes. yes. Like, in I the traditional it was very sense, clever. Right? Yeah. My grandmother, what big teeth you have. <laughs> But yes. What a big tail you have. What smooth hands You're in a wolf cult? What? <laughs> You're a yeah. lunar operative? <laughs> but yes. We get a little glimpse of Ziev Kesley and how he's around the other lunar operatives. It's like a quick like little chapter in wolf mm-hmm. size. Um, but he smells Scarlet on his brother and immediately is put on alert for her safety. His thaumaturge commends him on his power powerful senses but dismisses his questions about the girl and asks wolf if he's if he's ready to lead one of the biggest missions they have yet which is to go on attack which <laughs> fuck lavana um it is here that jl also reveals that the lunars are the ones that have been taking the id chips out of the dying people in the quarantines through the med bots in order to use them on the new operatives coming to earth like I mean, he slyly like pushes a little white box towards him and he's like can you go take these so they can be like refreshed and be used in our operatives mm-hmm. which is kind of i like how she did that like ever so slightly but she answers a question that we've had since the first book which is like why are the med bots taking everyone's chips yeah which is crazy to think because they're doing this this is in france so obviously they're also doing it in new beijing so mm-hmm. it's like ah underground <laughs> ring that's what that is Meanwhile, <laughs> Cinder and Thorn arrive in France only to find that the Benoit, the Benoit farmhouse is empty. Benoit. They search the property. Benoit. <laughs> would you like a lacroix? Listen, I'm not Miss Benoit, Benoit, would you like a lacroix? Oh, that's the title for sure. Oui, oui, <laughs> You're welcome. Je m'appelle Benoit. <laughs> Please edit this out. <laughs> no, please don't. don't. It's and amazing. Anyway. Never edit. Sorry this for out. headphone users. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I will decide what gets kept and what gets dropped. You anyway. are the editor, after all. <sighs> Meanwhile, Cinder <laughs> and Thorn arrive in France only to find the Benoit farmhouse empty. They search the property, and Cinder gets the eerie feeling that the place is familiar to her. In the barn, she finds a hidden entrance to an underground laboratory, laboratory, <laughs> where the injured Princess Celine slash Cinder was mm. treated for her extensive injuries and her cybernetic implants. The lab includes a suspension animation tank, which kept her alive but unconscious for p- long periods of time. Cinder so calculates that she was asleep in the tank for eight years That's until she had cybernetic surgery. So Thorne does not know that Cinder is really Princess Selene, and she does not tell him. The pair also finds evidence that Michelle had a bi-electrical security block surgically implanted. The same device that presented, mm. prevented Cinder from using her powers also allows Michelle to be immune to lunar manipulation. So basically, Lynn Garen was going to save the world, but died. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so mad that he died. Would have been the answer died. to everyone's problems. 
He's yeah. like one of the most noblest people in this entire series, and yet he died before the series right? even we began. We don't even actually get to meet him. Yeah. I don't even think he has a line of conversation. No, he's he just, he's been dead for years at the beginning. You do get like a flashback of like him that's true. You to do get Michelle a flashback, <laughs> but that's a flashback, and I that's the one thing I don't like about this series is that you don't get to meet <laughs> him, and he is dead. I want him to be alive and be nice. He would nice be the easy ascendant. solution, though. That's the thing. Is if yeah. he was still alive, everything <sighs> would be fixed. Nothing would have happened if he yeah. was still alive. He like needs to I mean, die. Yeah, he needs but to not like, be there for Cinder to be all. I don't I have to mean. like it. I know it's a thing, but I don't have to like it. This is true. So the only childhood memory that Cinder has is the fire. She has no others because she spent most of her life in that tank. Cinder and Thorne see a picture of her that was taken after she was rescued from Luna. The picture shows a child horribly burned, disfigured, and wrapped in bandages and missing half of her limbs. Both are shocked and repulsed by the image. Knowing what Lavana did to her, Cinder is even more determined to stop the Lunar Queen. Cinder and Thorne speak to a local girl, Scarlet's friend, who stopped by the farm to check it out and like to keep it running. And Cinder uses her ability to compel the girl into telling them that Scarlet went to Paris in search of her grandmother. The Rampion is in dire need of new parts, so Cinder and Thorne go into town to buy them. Mm. Uh-huh. That's where shit ensues. Back in Paris, Wolf visits Scarlet's in her holding cell, and after she insults him and tries unsuccessfully to hurt him, he forces a kiss on her. Scarlet realizes that Wolf has given her an ID chip with the kiss and whispers to her that escape in the morning as the night will not be safe. Since Kai has failed to recapture Cinder, Lavana has ordered an attack on Earth. Dun, dun, dun. To war. To, to war. <laughs> in Ryu, Cinder goes to the parts store and notices a stranger staring and smiling at her. The attention makes her uncomfortable. So she quickly gets what she needs and leaves. Aiko sends a message telling Cinder that the police have discovered the Rampion. Cinder and Thorne see the police in the street, so they duck into the tavern. Cinder uses her ability and convinces the crowd to see that Thorne and her are unimportant, which works until Cinder becomes overly anxious and loses control when questions by the military officers searching the tavern. Cinder is recognized, which it kind of like is a sting because they're like, are you Peony Lynn? And she's like, Ouch! No. That's when she kind of realizes that that's how they found her, was mm-hmm. through Peony's ID chip. <laughs> so, as she's about to be arrested, when another when another stranger, similar to the one at the parts store, becomes crazed, like, animal-like, and the man begins brutally killing officers and soldiers in an attempt to get to Cinder. In the moment of panic, Cinder inadvertently uses a female officer as a shield from the lunar. The man kills the officer by ripping her throat out with his teeth. Afterwards, Cinder is distraught about getting the officer killed. Because it kind of is just, like, not even... She doesn't doesn't have to think about it. It's just automatic reflex. And it kind of, like, freaks Cinder out. Because Lavana did the same thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's like, oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. I will not be that kind of queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another officer shoots the crazed lunar, but bullets don't stop him from grabbing Cinder and telling her that he intends to kill her and to take her body back to his queen, Lavana. Thorne breaks a chair over the lunar's head and gets <laughs> bitten in the arm. God damn it. Cinder <laughs> manages to use one of the tranquilizers um in her hand in her new fabulous hand on the lunar effectively stopping him she grabs thorn and drags him from the tavern only to see that the man from the parts store another lunar attacking two officers outside by ripping out their throats with his teeth the entire town of ryu is in turmoil cinder uses the distraction to get herself and thorn back to the rampion where she heartbreakingly discards peony's id chip 
it's so sad she's Aww. like wait don't close the door yet and i go like freaks out because she thinks she squished thorn she's like wait, what? where is he <laughs> and she's like no it's okay just don't shut the door yet and she like she like has a moment where she like just drops like peony's id chip mm-hmm. like in the mud and it's i hate that so much breaking. it's so sad uh, Iko flies them out of Ryu, and Cinder is able to see the newsfeed. Wolf-like men have attacked cities across the entire planet. Dun, dun, dun. In Paris, Scarlet hears howling, but notices how none of the lunar soldiers are visible in the hallways. <laughs> I remember she literally walks out in the hallway, and she's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> I have to pee. I'm escaping. I am walking down the hall. It's <laughs> so No cute. one's answering her, and she's like, alrighty. Like, I don't know, like, what's going on. But she uses the chip Wolf gave to her to open the door to her cell and finds her grandmother in another cell not far from her own. Michelle is injured, frail, and frightened that Scarlet is uh-huh. there. It is clear she has been severely tortured. Michelle pleads with Scarlet to leave her, and she is too weak to move and tells the cyborg girl... Tells her that the cyborg girl on the news, Cinder, is really Princess Selene. As Scarlet vows to either escape with Michelle or stay with her until she dies, Ran comes in. This motherfucker. Fuck boy, I hate Ran. him right? so Michelle much. Michelle goads him and Ran attacks her, <laughs> throwing her against the wall and ripping out her throat. Oh. Which, why is that your go-to move? <sighs> with his teeth. Scarlet runs and Ran chases her. He catches her, but just before killing her, Wolf, oh boy, <laughs> comes in and attacks Ran, demanding his younger brother leave Scarlet to him. Ha-ha. And the two fight viciously, and Scarlet tries to escape. Wolf kills Ran, and in Bloodless, mm-hmm. he chases Scarlet. She speaks to him and reminds him that he is not one of the pack, that he is different. And this moment, can I just tell you, broke me in a thousand pieces, because he's, like, standing over her, like, growling, covered in blood, and she just, like, slowly touches his face, like, oh. come back to me! <laughs> like, you're different than the rest! Oh. And I was like, my heart... Wolf tells her that Jael is in his head, compelling him to kill her. And Cinder arrives, just in time, and shoots Wolf with a tranquilizer dart. (laughs) Cinder explains that she is looking for Michelle, and she is saddened when Scarlet tells her that her grandmother is dead. Scarlet convinces Cinder and Thorn that Wolf is good, and they try to move his unconscious body, which I love that the two of them look at each other, and they're like, all right, you grab the head, I'll grab the feet. Let's go. (laughs) All boyfriends welcome on this Millennium Falcon. (laughs) So cute. Oh, man. Uh, yes, so they try to move his unconscious body to the Rampion. (laughs) All around them, lunar soldiers are hunting and killing people in the street. They get to the ship. Scarlet goes to the pilot, goes to pilot, while Cinder and Thorn drag Wolf's body inside. Before they can get inside, JL and the other soldiers surround them. Oh, yeah, I also didn't feel the need to cast JL because... No, he's an asshole. (laughs) He does not deserve to be cast. JL compels Thorne to turn a gun on Cinder. He tries to compel Cinder, but she's immune to the manipulation. Mm. JL admits that the lunar soldiers have been genetically modified to behave like wolves with instincts to kill, eat, and destroy. Before the soldiers can take Cinder, Scarlet moves the ship, and the ramp hits the soldiers and JL. Cinder grabs Thorne's dropped gun and shoots JL in the thigh. Cinder compels one of the soldiers to carry Thorn and Wolf into the ship. <laughs> she is exhausted from the energy and it takes control as she can takes control over the man. Feeling triumphant, Jael orders his soldiers to go into the ship and get Scarlet and Wolf. But Scarlet comes out of the ship with the shotgun Hells and shoots yes, Jael she does. in the chest. And the ship yes. takes off, leaving Jael dying. <laughs> My woman. Suck it, yes. Jael. <laughs> right? 
Feminism. Right? I love uh, when she just, I can imagine it perfectly. Like, her just oh, me too. out. Hair like, all crazy. Just out, like, like, crazy red hair. Exactly. Like, you yes. hear, like, the, like, the gun and she's like, ba-boosh. No, she has the hood up. And yes. And she takes the hood down and then shoots. Or, like, the one yes. could, like, blow the Oh, yes. The wind. <sighs> Dramatic. Yes. And then she's just, all you hear is, like, and just, and then, boom. Yeah. There goes JL. And then he goes, she just topples over. Chef's kiss. I wanted to make it happen. I want it to be. So, yes. In live action, so bad. Honestly. So bad. Once again, our poor baby, Prince Kai, mm. is sickened <laughs> with footage that comes in from the attacks. It is estimated that approximately 300 lunar soldiers killed 10,000 people in two hours. That's insane. In a desperate effort, effort? effort <laughs> to start the murders <laughs> and an impending full-scale war, Kai agrees to marry Lavana and make her queen of the Eastern Commonwealth. On the Rampion, Wolf awakens without Jael's compulsions. He is once again the man Scarlet met in Ryu. Uh-huh. Cinder admits to everyone that she is really the Princess Selene, and Wolf tells her that based on what she has done with her ability, she is stronger than Lavana. He offers to help her develop her ability in preparation to fight Lavana, but Cinder is uncertain. After some time alone, Cylinder... Cylinder. Cylinder. Wow. <laughs> Cinder tells Aiko that she cannot let Kai marry Lavana, so she has to decide. So she, yeah, she has decided to let Wolf train her, become stronger, find Dr. Erlon, defeat Lavana, and find the Queen's programmer, Chris, to get information <laughs> about Luna's security and all of Lavana's secrets. She doesn't want to hide any more. Yeah. That's the end. Me, 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 me. <laughs> that is the end of Scarlet. Uh, I love it. Such a I good book. Much. I love the. Well, it's such a cliffhanger because the characters have finally come together. You're just been waiting right. for this. Or some of the characters. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love it. Oh. I actually, because this is like where like the whole like found family trope begins to happen. Uh-huh. So I was just like, ah, I'm I so love excited. One of my favorite tropes. Okay, mm-hmm. in this particular book. Who is your guy's favorite character in this book? Scarlet. Ooh. Yeah. Jin. <sighs> it's hard because I love Scarlet, but also I think Wolf. Just, just the 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 sweet scary boy who just wants to be sweet, but he can't be, mm-hmm, and it's just right. <sighs> that just. I feel he's just such a sweet boy, but his circumstances just made him not sweet but he's like he still tries to be yes yeah i for this particular book i do think my favorite character is also wolf Uh just because thorn has a moment in crest and yes hells yes he does the boy has his own book so yes (laughs) Yes. thorn will come in later exactly so but for this particular book wolf is definitely like my boy Mm -hmm. i love him so much i remember like literally because you meet him pretty early on in the book and thorn too you meet him in chapter four like when i was doing the timeline i was like i didn't realize it was so quick that you like that's true you do meet him right away i forgot about that and i I, it was like two pages in on wolf and i texted bridget and i was like i love him already yes (laughs) she she was like yeah i'm not surprised (laughs) obviously he's your favorite Mm -hmm. (laughs) um what is your guys favorite part Mm. of this book I love it when they're, after they've been yeeted off the first train, <laughs> when they're getting to know each other. Yeah, like the whole... Like, I just thought it was so cute. We're checking through Oh, shut the up. Woods. <laughs> on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. What about you, Pip? What's your favorite? I, I, the, all of the train, the first train to when they're jumping off and she's like, are you <laughs> the insane? Train, the train. And just like the whole, just train to train sequence before. <laughs> so like when they get on the train, the first train and then when, <laughs> until they get into the building, Sure, That's my sure. whole favorite part. Mm-hmm. I love it. Also, yes. also I love yes. how it's actually that Paris Opera House. Like, you could go there and see exactly right. what she's talking about. I loved that detail. Bitch, don't tempt me. I Seriously. <laughs> I want to go on on a, on a just a Lunar Chronicles trip and just see everything. Aww. To just space talk, we go. Except for the moon, because that <laughs> doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Yet, but yeah, but yes, that's my favorite Something. part. What about you? Well, my favorite was... part, besides the train thing, is quite literally any discussion between Thor and Cinder. <laughs> All their scenes, any discussion, because it's just it's full of witty banter and it's just constant and it's just right off the bat. Like there is no hesitation in their friendship, and mm-hmm. I love that so much. It's like, so throughout sweet. the entire series, like one thing that Cinder is always so worried about is like showing people that she's cyborg and with thorn she like never hesitates she like mm-hmm. right off the bat meets him and she's just like i need that wire thanks and thorn is like super cool about it like yeah he's a little weird about her being a yeah. lunar like just a little weird and he because at one point well he has to like plug her into the ship so he's yeah, like that's this a feels little personal. disturbing <laughs> right yeah he's uh-huh. just like oh i mean okay i do appreciate that about him where he's just like all right you just have some weird mechanical parts it's fine you're still a person mm-hmm. i do, yeah, I do like, like that he, about him a lot he never judges her for being a cyborg and he literally only judges her for like a paragraph for being lunar so it's like right because <laughs> of you know all the ingrained kind is it racism because they're technically lunar i don't know yeah i yeah. would consider yeah. racism they're, they're a race so yeah that's true. It is yeah. their own. They are their own race. Yeah. yeah. Like one of the tabs I have, he's literally like, wait, you're Lunar? She's like, you're a criminal mastermind? And he's like, <laughs> she's like, where's the ship? He's like, hold on there, little traitor. He's like, breaking out of jail is one thing, but assisting a psychotic Lunar is a little bit out of my league. And she's like, first, I'm not psychotic. And second, if it wasn't for me, you'd still be in your jail cell oogling your port screen. So you owe me. Besides, they've already pegged you as my accomplice and you look like an idiot in that picture anyways. Thorn followed her gesture to the screen, his own jail <laughs> picture blown up besides her. So he's like, I think I look pretty good. She's like, Thorn, Captain, please. And he blinked at her touch and a, oh, he blinked at her, a touch of smugness wiped away quickly by a brisk nod. Right, let's get out of here. And that's like literally it. That's the only mm-hmm. time he ever questions her being lunar. That's for true. like a split second. And then he's just like, eh, what else am I going to do? Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Sounds like fun. Yeah. Like, All he's right. Just, he's so accepting of her, like, right off the bat. And, like, because even yeah. Kai is kind of taken back by it and kind of... Takes him a bit. Yeah, it kind of takes him a bit to, like, accept her. But, and even Aiko, like, even though Aiko is kind of like, oh, you're a lunar... She still kind of has, like, weird feelings about Lunars in general, but kind of like, oh, but all of them but you. Mm-hmm. And That's true. Thorne's really the only one that's kind of like, yeah, she's Lunar and a cyborg. I don't really care. <laughs> she's cool. She's my she's my girl. She's uh-huh. my sister. Like, I, I just, I love it so much. Their relationship <laughs> is the purest sibling relationship. It makes me so happy. It, right. it reminds it was, me of Sokka and Katara just, so much. Right? Just them, yeah. like, fighting. But I also love how they're, like, not actually related, so it's, like, 
found family no siblings. Offense, but you really don't see where like a girl and a dude are best friends mm-hmm. and there's no romantic involvement at all. Yeah. Like you kind of don't see that very much in TV yes. or books. And so I absolutely yes. adore this friendship because it's, like they fight for each other, they save each other, mm-hmm. they're there for each other and it's like but there's literally no sexual at all like there is never a moment like cinder can admit that she's good like he's good looking and like thorn can also (laughs) admit that cinder is good looking but they like have never no thought of anything other than friendship has ever crossed their minds as an asexual that i appreciate that so much because it's like yes you can find somebody attractive but like not be attracted to them exactly very nice like she acknowledged like ruggedly (laughs) handsome but she's like but i've I've got Kai. But Kai. <laughs> and he's just like, I've got the world. <laughs> so he thinks. It's true. Exactly. He could have literally any <laughs> person. Right. Because Thorne's just like, mm, everybody loves me. It's fine. Literally everybody. Person, and it's adorable. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yes. <laughs> we support. I appreciate this TED Talk. It's wonderful. <laughs> least favorite? Oh, yes. Least favorite yeah. moments in this book. Mm, probably ran ripping out Michelle's Michelle. throat because yeah. oh. we're just like leading up to finally right getting like her finally she's gonna tell to us her. everything and then just like Ugh. yeah yeah I hated that I know that's my second oh, my oh, first is right. him like it's very sad almost raping Scarlet like oh, that how he was yeah. like I could have you oh right like yes. that the brother I forgot about that I, I blocked that out yeah, yeah, that There's like that weird moment where that happens. Yeah, that just it's that too real, mm-hmm. and I don't like how that could like legitimately happen in real life. That's why I read books because right. it's things that don't happen in real life. Then right. I was like, like I don't like this. Princesses that save the day, right? <laughs> like lunar cyborg princesses, not a thing. But the other thing is real, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. the fact that he was doing that just to piss off. Wolf. Just because he could. Yeah, yeah. just because he could and to piss off Wolf. I was just like, mm mm. Yeah. He's dead now, though, so that's good. We don't mind. By his own brother. We love, we love the fact that he's dead. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I must. God damn it. So, yeah. My least favorite part in this book is quite literally any scene with Kai. Because <laughs> this is the book that he is oh, just no. shoveled shit. Like, shit is just yeah. thrown at him. Every single yeah. chapter that he oh. is mentioned, it is just something terrible. In the like, first book, it was the opposite. Any right? scene with Kai is my favorite. This one, yeah. no. <laughs> this scene, I just, oh. I was like, my poor boy, because he, like, losing his father still hasn't been that long ago. He's going through something. It's yeah, been, like, like, two weeks or something, right? It's, like, right. not it, that like, long. Possibly a month, maybe? But, like, maybe. it hasn't been At the that long since he month. lost his father. It hasn't been that long since he is now in charge of a whole country and then when he thought he was having feelings for a girl he now thinks that was all a lie the doctor that he trusts the most with with his like literally research to save his father's life was also lying to him Mm -hmm. and it's just like now you have this crazy lunar queen that's like threatened to kill everybody unless you marry her but then she's gonna kill everybody anyway so like right but then she plans on killing you anyways but because of the antidote he's just like i gotta do what i gotta do and it's like Oh, poor boy. It breaks my heart. He really does. But this is the book where he's just, like, given some shit to handle. And I'm like, oof. But he does it gracefully, so he does. Todd to you. He, yeah, he does Sir it much Kai. better than most of us would have. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly. <laughs> All right. I think that's it, right? Yeah. Yes, good parts, bad parts. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. 
How's get that? into sorting. Oh yes, sorting them. Don yes. thy sorting hats, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Scarlet. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. <laughs> uh, literally no other option. <laughs> I was gonna say. She yes. like she's reckless as hell. Oh, she's yes. definitely an act first, think about it later. Oh, definitely. She's very straightforward. She's a realist, like one hundred percent, and she's a little bit arrogant, rightly so, because she's Scarlet. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because she, she has the is like, full I'm gonna right get my to grandmother be. back. Like she and never she has any hesitation. She's just like, or any like doubt in her mind. She's like, I will find my grandmother, and everyone's yeah. like, okay, <sighs> right? <sighs> what a queen! Mm-hmm. All right, Wolf, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff, thousand percent a Hufflepuff. He's quiet. Quiet boy. He's loyal so loyal. As loyal as fuck. I mean, like, literally loyal a wolf. as fuck. Like, I mean, literally a Seriously. wolf, which is like the most loyal animal mm-hmm. out there. He's so the like... most loyal character I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Like, babe. Definitely, like, I'm an alpha to right. survive. Honestly. Yeah. Aww. Like, once he finds his person, he's just like, it is her and only her for the rest of my life. Oh, and it's like, yeah. All right. Thorn. I put Gryffindor. I would put Gryffindor. He's Han Solo. Exactly. Which yeah. Han Solo is a Gryffindor, so. I was, he's, he, I think he's Gryffindor with Slytherin tendencies, because mm-hmm. I can see Ooh, some Slytherin. Yes. But, like, yeah. mo- he's yeah. more Gryffindor than Slytherin, for right. sure. But he's very cunning and very, like, <laughs> he's like, very sneaky. What I want. If we were diverse into the sorting, you know, <laughs> I'd want to put someone in Slytherin. So maybe him, it would be him. Yeah. Yeah, I think sure. he's the most of the run of this group. But just him and Cinder <laughs> butting heads. They're just like the opposite <laughs> side, opposite spectrum of Gryffindor. Yes. You know, right. Yeah, the quiet one, the cocky one. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. the one that's just like, oh, I have to carry the world on my shoulders. And the other one that's just like, I want the world on my shoulders. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I will take it all. I will gladly he's accept. Like, he's like, Cinder, look, the world knows us. And she's like, Thorn, we're criminals. And he's like, but the world knows us. But they Cinder. have my picture on everything. <laughs> I absolutely adore him. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He's such a dork. Michelle Benoit. Gryffindor. 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 There's a lot of Gryffindor. Everybody's Gryffindor. Right. Yeah, yeah. But she's a brave bitch, so. Right, yes. She was in the Air Force. She served in the military. She fucking harbored a princess. Like, mm-hmm. knowing at any second if anyone found out, she would definitely be killed. So it's like. A thousand percent. On either side. Bitch. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. All right. And ran. He's a squib. Yes. Not he worthy. He does not count as anything. of being in Hogwarts. He yeah. does not deserve yes. it. Durmstrang, maybe? He can go die in a hole. Yeah. yeah I, I had to so. be somewhere. Mm-hmm. If he if, had to be magical, Durmstrang, but I feel like he's too low for even that. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. just full squib in Indubitably. my book. Was accepted to Durmstrang, but then kicked out because he's such an asshole. Exactly. Right. That's better. Accepted to yes. Durmstrang, but then was like the towel boy. <laughs> oh. Because he's an Omega. He's an Omega in the mm-hmm. wolf pack. And yeah. I love towel the boy. that wolf is an alpha. And he's just like... Also, when they meet each other, like, Wolf makes it a point to be like, he's only an Omega. And Rand's just like, mm. <laughs> like he's thrown into like, yeah, he's just like, god damn it, <laughs> you don't have to tell everybody. Yeah, it's adorable. And he, even, like, Rand's like, well, you can see, brother, I've improved. And he's like, you're still not a match for me, kid, you're so sit your ass Omega, down. You dick. You're still a, still a fuck boy. Honestly. Not worthy. I just love the fact that, because, like, Wolf isn't really 
cocky like ever Mm-mm. except for that moment where he's just like <laughs> oh yeah you're an omega i'm an alpha listen sit down here. <laughs> listen here Sunny. yeah it's like the one time that he's like super cocky and super like the gryffindor fully shows <laughs> yes oh. even though it's not a puff, but yeah a little bit of gryffindor in them a little bit of space <laughs> i feel like he would try to be a gryffindor just so he'd be closer to scarlet mm-hmm. but yeah they'd look at him and be like yeah, one hundred percent. We did it. We did it. It's <laughs> done. I did it. Kudos. Almost Yay! Under two hours. I finally did it. Oh yeah. Bizarre. Review under two hours. Gold sticker for you, madame. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Gold star. <laughs> yeah. You so did it. Next April. time we'll do. What are we doing? Oh, crest. It's called crest. Yeah. Yes. So I'm okay. like tangled. <laughs> I mean, you're We're not doing wrong. the sci-fi version of Tangled, yes, which is Rapunzel. covering Cress and Thorn's story. Yes. It's adorable. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm so, so excited. So what's everyone reading? Are we reading anything right now? I'm still reading Winter. I only have an hour mm-hmm. and a half left, but like, because oh, since I had to do gosh. Scarlet's like thing and like finishing up, like I'm basically at the end. Mm-hmm. So like, it was just emotional like ties ups at this point and i was just i don't want it to end so i'm like kind of dragging my heels and i was like well i don't want to like i have to do scarlet's like review things so i was like doing the summary and i just haven't gone around to it but mm-hmm. i will be done within like the next day or two so yeah and then it's i don't know what because i wasn't a do rule of wolves but i don't think i have time <laughs> so just keeping on the wolves bandwagon here. Right. <laughs> i'm still reading one last stop excellent it's ruining me is it is it super Ow. emotional? Yeah, it's like it's like half emotions, half on a scale from like red, blue. white, and royal blue to Addie Larue. It's are like we? right in the middle. Okay, cool. Honestly, I was thinking it would. It's be. not so Addie Larue, <laughs> right? Devastating, but it's definitely like, oh, uh, this isn't gonna. I don't know how this is gonna end. Okay, I'm not at oh, the no. end. I'm still like quarter, seventy five percent of the way through. Okay, yeah. Yeah, cause I was thinking of doing that one next, one last stop, because it's not as thick. So I think I can mm-hmm. like get that one out real quick. But Are you drawing, Jane? <laughs> yes. I just see like a scribble, 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 scribble. What are you reading? You reading anything? I'm currently reading Chris because it's been I think four or five years since I've read it, so I'm mm-hmm. reading through it again so that I'm caught up and in all of the feels before our next recording because all those babies are so sweet and they must feel all the feels Mm -hmm. yes are we watching anything i am watching outlander oh god bless it fucking be i love (laughs) i thought you'd get a kick out of that i love outlander with my whole soul (laughs) sam hewan oh my god yes i absolutely love him Yes. Absolutely love him. Oh. He's also, not even you, real. Who did you cast as Tamlin? Who did I cast as Tamlin? I can't remember. I thought it might have been him, but I don't think it was. No, he I, he's too old. I wouldn't have casted oh, okay. him. Well, I mean, I'm only on season two, so I guess like I haven't gotten to where he's like currently aged. But like right now on season two, I'm like, you'd make a good Tamlin. <laughs> God, he's beautiful. He's insane. He's like beautiful. up in the level of Henry Cavill, like just ungodly. I can't even look at them. Heels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're like, how it? are you real? I'm currently continuing Charmed. I haven't seen it all the way through yet, and I mm-hmm. was I like the new binged one or it. the old one? The old one. I binged it for a really long time, and then me and Katrina recently got back into it, 
and that, that's that's what I've been watching, and it's so good. The it's, new one actually isn't that bad. I, yeah, I definitely want to watch it when I'm fully done with the old Charmed, but like right. it looks good because it's like modern and but like different, but still true to the same like vibe. Hopefully, I'm hoping mm-hmm. it'll be good. It is. I liked it. I'll it's still, still watch the it. same like feel, like, like the campy witch story of like three sisters. Yes, it's gonna be campy. That's all I want. Really. I was gonna say. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. Like the original charm yeah. is very campy. So. so campy. I love it. <laughs> oh, I'm watching Love Victor. Um, Ooh. at the Ooh. end of season two. Uh. <laughs> I told Kim about what you told me, like the little spoiler about who mm-hmm. runs the group, and she was like, "I love that. Like, that's adorable." It's definitely there's things I don't like about it. It's mm. very, like, oh. Within two episodes, they're breaking up, and now they're in a relationship. It's literally, like, there's not much of a gap between relationships ending and beginning, and it's just so, like, high school, which I kind of hate. Right. But the characters in it, I love. I love Felix. Honestly, I love Victor. And, you know. (laughs) 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 It's in the same, like, world, sort of. I love Simon. Simon isn't in it as much. He still does the letters to him. Oh, okay. Like, the text messages or whatever. Cool. Yeah. Text. Yeah. I was wondering how that would work. <laughs> I like oh. it. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what a good one. We, that was a very a clean ending. <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So next week we'll be doing Cress. I'm Huzzah. super excited. Yep. Such All a right. good one. So. so thanks so much for listening, guys. Adieu. How do you say goodbye in French? Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for ah. listening. <laughs> keep, uh, keep reading. And keep watching. Bye. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.